Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's going on, Sebastian? You ready What's for some uh, Halloween festivities? <laughs> I mean, only only if they are on Sunday. I am not doing any Halloween festivities <laughs> on those Saturdays. Um, <clears throat> we do it. But, we do it on Saturday down here. You know, kids got to sleep in, get ready for school. I heard. I heard. I heard. Um, so, so this week, uh, this week's just the two of us, um, and we're going to, we're going to have, we have a ton of topics to talk about, but we're going to start off with, uh, some, uh, some news or an announcement of, of sorts. Um, so last night, uh, the UWS league two announced the mid Atlantic North conference first team and honorable mentions. Um, so we want to say congratulations to our very own Ashley Thomas for having uh for getting an honorable mention by the league for the conference so so well well done ashley from delaware union diamonds uh one of our center backs starting center back also starting center back for mcdaniel yeah mcdaniel's balling right now nationally ranked mcdaniel nationally ranked put some respect (laughs) on ashley thomas's name nationally ranked mcdaniel yeah congratulations so congratulations ashley uh way to go uh, we, we also do want to wish a congratulations to uh, Lauren Costello, who was the defensive player of the year and the offensive player of the year, Maddie Carper. Uh, I think Maddie might have scored a goal against us. And then the head coach of the year from Lancaster Inferno, uh, Wendell Hanford. Uh, congratulations to him. So, yeah. So we're looking forward to the fact that uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Steel, Steel just announced their tryouts uh, yesterday. Uh, so we're going to be announcing our tryouts very, very soon. Uh, we're going to be doing some, we're doing, be doing some winter tryouts for the season for the 2022 summer season. So the diamonds are back. Diamonds are back, gearing up. We are. We AGM are is coming up. <laughs> UWS right. is getting ready to gear gear back up. You know, it seems like we just finished, but starting to ramp things back up again for next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, the other thing was we we made a Facebook post last week, last Friday, uh, following the podcast, uh, where we had the Delaware Union saves and goals of the week, uh, our first edition of it, and uh, we had a uh, we we had a lot of comments, a lot of comments, and a lot of shares and a lot of likes on our Facebook page, post. Uh, obviously, you can find that. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Delaware Union or on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer. So, <clears throat> I mean, we have to announce the winner here. We announced the winner here. Uh, we said it. I think that's going to be the name of the episode. Uh, the, the name of the episode is going to be the winner is. Um, so, Dwayne, the winner is for the save of the week. Scott Slack from the 2007 boys. Scott Slack, yeah, from your team. Yeah, Scott Slack with a save of the week. Uh, he had the save. Uh, who was that against? That was in the tournament, right? That was in the Deptford <laughs> tournament against uh, Washington Township, I believe. Yeah, a goal uh, penalty save. So a very, very good penalty save, PK save. And one of his first games on the team, right? Yeah, I think that might have been his uh, third game on yeah. the team. Yeah. <laughs> So, so coming in, go, coming in hot. Way to go, Scott! Scott's going to be getting a Philadelphia Union scarf. Uh, so, uh, Dwayne, I'll make sure I get this out to you, and you can get it to Scott. And then um, on the girl side, 
the big winner is Ava Rosario. Uh, Ava from the 2013 girls uh, team. Ava took a ball from about midfield um, and just basically... The Ava Rosario shake. Yeah, Addison played a ball to her, uh, just took a ball from midfield and then just, uh, you know, did her thing, scored a goal. The signature shake to get open and score the goals, man. Yeah, that's right. And I asked her, I asked her this week if she had, because they had some games over this this past weekend, I asked her, uh, she scored some goals and she said yes. Uh, she scored some goals this weekend too, so. Her goal, she's trying to catch Messi. Her goal tally is going to be like 52 by the end of the year. Yeah, there you go. That's one way to do it. Uh, so, yeah, so Ava and Scott are going to be getting Philadelphia Union scarves. And also, and also all of the uh, nominees for the week are going to get a prize considering this was the first edition. We're not going to be doing this every week, so don't, you know, we, we can't. We're going to be posting goals of the week every week, but we can't give, be giving out prizes to all the nominees every week, unfortunately. We wish we could. This week, because it was the first week, uh, Scott is going to Scott, Gracie, Bryn, uh, Lizzie, and Sophia for the saves of the week. And on the goals of the week, uh, Liam, Yaz, um, Maddie, and Ava are going to be getting two Philadelphia Union tickets for the uh, Union game against Cincinnati on uh, Halloween. So pretty exciting stuff. Good stuff, man. It's good to have it's good to have the Philadelphia Union right here to be able to go to these games to provide that opportunity for our kids because you know there's not MLS teams everywhere. You know we ha- we're fortunate to have DC, Philly, uh, the Red Bulls um, yeah. right around us. I mean, you could even say NYCFC is pretty close, but you go down to like that southeast part of the country where they just have like Atlanta. Yeah. There's nobody in North Carolina. There's nobody in Virginia. So very fortunate to have you know, these teams and these relationships very close to us to provide that opportunity for our kids. And the cool thing is that all the kids under 14 uh, can can participate on a on a on the pre on the pitch pre game parade. So they'll be able to go out in the stadium. If you pre register, you'll be, go, be able to go out in the stadium uh, Sunday, October 31st, 730 against Cincinnati. Uh, and that's the last home game of the season. So it's the boo thank you. Um, they do some trick-or-treating. They're going to give you uh, some clear bags for you to be able to store some candy in it. Uh, so, yeah, so those uh, those nine players will be getting some um, some Philadelphia Union tickets from us. Perfect. So good times. Hopefully they go out there and enjoy it. Um, so the, the next, the next, the second edition of the Goals and Saves of the Week are is going to be coming out today at five o'clock again on Facebook and on Instagram. So make sure you watch it. Vote, vote, vote for your for the, your favorite save or goal of the week. Yep. Just make sure you comment on the post. We got a ton of likes last week uh, just on our Facebook page. I think people are, you know, eyes are eyes are ready for five o'clock, ready to see if, if you know, their kid made the. Uh... So little sneak peek. There is one, only one repeat player. Oh, actually, no, two. There's two. There's a save and a and a goal. Repeat, repeat. Back to back weekends for back some to players. Back. back to back weekends for some players. Uh, so so uh, make sure- there's going to be a lot of fighting for that VO. Yeah, that's right. So make, make sure you go out there and uh, and watch 
and watch the watch the video, uh, comment on it, like it, share it. Uh, let's get let's get the comments up, and we will uh, we will give out some prizes hopefully next week as well. We won't have any more Philadelphia Union tickets, but uh, but I was gonna say, you know how many players are gonna be gunning for goals this weekend? <laughs> yeah, no, no Philadelphia Union tickets uh, available for next week, but uh, but we'll we'll find some prizes out there. Um, you know, we, we'll figure something out. Either that, or we'll just we can let somebody. What if we did something we could pick up? You could pick an item from the Lost and Found night. <laughs> <laughs> I was that gonna say, it. is the Philadelphia kick still around? We can get some tickets there. <laughs> Um, all right, so doing let's talk about the Champions League, uh, because that was that was this week coming off of uh coming off the FIFA week the week before into the Champions League this week. And man, what what a fun, what a fun uh match day three. You know, at this point, everyone's played everybody at least once. Um, you know, some of the standouts was the fact that City just thrashed Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Um, five to one um psg in what was a thought was a really fun game against leipzig uh messi coming in with the just classy pk just the fact that you want to chip the goalkeeper when it's two two um and then real madrid beating Shakhtar. uh sheriff falling down sheriff, sheriff. In, the, in the league in the in the round of 16 spot I mean, still top of the still top of the table. They're still in the, the round of sixteen spot. Can they hold on? But Park yet, the bus. Park not, the bus. Come on, sheriff. Come on, sheriff. Uh, Sharktar right now looking looking. But right now, I mean, I think with three more points, sheriff might guarantee themselves at least. You know, if they pick up if they pick up two to three more points, sheriff might guarantee themselves a uh, Europa, Europa League. League. Europa League. Uh, Ajax as the big winners, big winners. They look good. Yeah, beating Dortmund for nothing, four, which is impressive. Because you know who didn't score. I know, I know. That's tough. No Holland, no Holland goal. Uh, Liverpool beating Atletico Madrid in what's a what's a really really tough. Which I I this is a disappointing group to a certain extent. I thought that group would have been more evenly matched. I think because of Milan. I think Milan losing all three games has been absolutely horrendous. Somebody's got to lose, right? I mean, there could have been some ties, or you could have <laughs> you could have won at least one of the games. You lost to Porto, Atletico Madrid, and Liverpool. It's just not at that standard. Yeah, Maldini, right. Maldini's not there. Clarence Sador's not there. Yeah, but let your like goalkeeper you, walk for free. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But I mean, Porto beats you one nothing. Um, you let your goalkeeper walk for free. Yeah. I mean, you saw how City City made a uh, Mignole look. Yeah, <laughs> made it look like he never played for Liverpool a day in his life. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you still got Olivia Giroud out there, but I guess he's not he's not scoring goals as the same as. Problem is, is he needs to come off the bench. He was great off the bench. He's never good when he starts. <laughs> He's not a starter. <laughs> not a starter. Um, Bayern with the like almost last last minute rally uh, against uh, against Benfica uh, scored three goals in fourteen or four goals in fourteen minutes. 
uh, and just unleashed. Just trying to get some squad rotation, relax. And then yeah. like, oh, snap. We mean, gotta... it, it wasn't for a lack of it wasn't for a lack of shots. Twenty one shots, seven on target. Um, 66 percent possession, 88 percent pass accuracy, 548 passes to 200 to Benfica's 280 passes. Just trying to rest the legs, a little, you know, try to manage the legs a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Barcelona with finally, finally, for goodness sake, finally with a win uh, in the championship. Secure that Europa League spot. Yeah, you're lucky that Dinamo Kiev is, uh, is, had lost all the other games except for the one draw they had against Benfica. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they looked better. They, they definitely look better. Well, when Gerard Piquet is scoring goals for you on a consistent basis. Yeah, but but they did look better. And we're going to talk about Barcelona here in a minute, too. But they they I will say that they look better. So, I mean, that's that's probably the one upside um, that they have better. Aguero's back. So. Yeah. Maybe going um, to like a four, four, two or something. I don't know. And then how about the fact that United turns the game around against Atalanta down to nothing, comes back and wins three, two. Um, big, big time win there. Um, and then Villarreal um, beating young boys four to one. Chelsea beating Malmo uh, four, four, nothing. Juve winning. Uh, so it, it definitely a good, a fun Fun match day three for. Uh, let's quickly touch on the uh, on the conference league. Oh, Roma getting thrashed six one. Tottenham losing also one nothing. You guys oh. wanted to go to the Super League? Yeah. Well, I don't think Roma, what happens. I don't think I don't think Roma was in the uh, was in the conference league conversation. If Jose is the coach of Roma when this was all unfolding, they're in the conversation. Yeah. But I mean, dude, you're getting thrashed by six one in the conference league. Like that is like the minor league. That's tier three. I mean, no, no disrespect to uh FK Bojo Glimt. You know, from, from Norway. Good for them. Holland's got a cousin on that team. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and before we move on, yeah. Next week, all the teams in the Champions League play each other again. They just swap home away. I know. I love it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite match day. Match day four is by far the best match day because you get to play the same team right again. So much fun. I enjoy it a lot. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about the big winner, I think, from the from the Champions League that that needs to be pointed out. Salzburg. Salzburg again with a win. Um, and right now sitting at the top of the group with seven points. No PK Boy. goal this game. No, no, no goal from a PK. This man, Brendan Aronson, went from MLS to Champions League, top of the group. Yeah, again, and that's another. Salzburg's another team that with another three points, considering how much they're four points against ahead of Sevilla right now, with, with, with another win, they potentially 
almost guarantee themselves a, a spot in the in the in the knockout stages. Well, we know what Sevilla is playing for. <laughs> Sevilla is definitely going to try to tank it a little bit, right? They're like, uh, oh, you know what, man? This Champions League stuff isn't for us. We got to go back to the Europa League. Yeah. All right. So um, I don't know if you saw in the news, but uh, Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president, was um, has been traveling the world. Uh, so he was in Argentina this past week uh, trying to meet with the Argentinian uh, Football Association president. And he there he's basically trying to rally support for this World Cup every two years. Ultimately, it's not going to work because most confederations don't want it. Uh, Conmebol doesn't want it, even though Argentina met with them. Uh, UEFA definitely doesn't want it. Uh, the European Cup Association doesn't want it. Um, the Global Players Union, Union Fifth Pro doesn't like none of nobody wants it. They they don't they don't want it. So um, it looks like it it looks like what now has potentially been announced is or not announced but rumored is that UEFA has gone to Infantino and go, listen, we get it. You don't want you want to have a every two years World Cup because you're trying to make some money or, or this or that. We don't want that. But what if we did a global Nations League? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. We want to add in another big competition. Yeah. But I think that's what the Confederations Cup was. And I think that's the hard part, right? So when UEFA when UEFA decided to do this, the, the Nations League, it became very difficult for anybody outside of Europe to play any European team. Right. <laughs> made it almost impossible. So between that, World Cup qualifiers, um, uh, Euros qualifiers, the, the European calendars filled up. You know, there, there is nothing unless you fully disband the idea of the Nations League or you make it a global Nations League, which it still, it still would be very difficult. What you have to do is, <laughs> I don't even know if this works, though, is you've got to put something on the line. So you have to kind of expand the world cup with extra slots to say, all right, if you win this global nations league, you get a spot to the world cup. So like, for example, Germany wins this global nations league. They want a spot for the world cup, but then does that take away a spot from UEFA and the world cup qualifying? Or you do it, you do it the reason, or you do it the way that, um, the way that it happens, for example, when you when you have a host country that's hosting the World Cup, they don't have to participate in the World Cup qualifiers because they're automatically in, right? So if you find a way to qualify some teams into the World Cup ahead of time and they don't have to do it for World Cup qualifiers, now that frees up those teams to be able to play friendlies to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, you, maybe maybe it's... Well, you got to have an even number, right? So it's got to be four spots. So you give one from... Maybe one to UEFA, CONCACAF, South America. And then I guess you got to go with Africa. Yeah. Because, I mean, Oceania and Asia, you got to earn your, earn your stripes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's really interesting the fact that they're, they've been trying to do this. Um, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to work, the, this bi, biennial. Maybe you take like, the top three or four teams. and Well, maybe you take the top five from Europe, top three, top 
three from Africa, top three from South America, maybe top four. And maybe I still, two. I still personally think that you need to have the Confederations Cup back. I think that's that was a big staple. That was fun. It's fun to watch. It doesn't last super long. It's less than two weeks. It's just, it's. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. You go right into like a round of 16, or you go right into like four groups of four. Uh, three games, and you take the top two, and you play quarters. So if you semis. Did it, you talk about you talk about it like the winners of the Euros, the winners of the Gold Cup. <clears throat> yeah, like you get five spots to Europe, right? You got to get five, and then you so take three you, to Africa, three to South America. Either that, or you just take the final four of each. You take away from the Club World Cup. No, but you take you take you give you give four spots. You get four spots. The semifinalists from the Gold Cup, the Copa America, the Euros qualify into it. Kind of like how MLS does it with the uh, Champions League, with the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, or, or, or kind of how the, the Club World Cup somewhat works, too. Yeah. yeah a, little bit, a little bit like that. I think, that'd be, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. And then you give those teams, and it gives you an opportunity to kind of say, hey, look, like you said, like you don't have to do World Cup qualifiers. It gives you a little bit more rest. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe we just figured out the solution. There you go. UFO, hit us up. Gianni. Gianni, hit us up, man. We'll, but I think got, the clubs just don't you. want. I think the clubs themselves. No, they're just, trying to. Well, but that kind of leads to the next point, right? So why don't the clubs want this? And it's because Ansu Fati just re that. I mean, it, it's a perfect segue into the next point, right? So. Because Ansu Fati just signed a six-year elite deal and with a new contract that's got him to 2027 in, in Barcelona with a buyout clause of $1 billion. Like, yeah, Barcelona doesn't want to go playing with the Spanish national team. Like, Well, not they don't want him playing with the Spanish national team like 40 times a year. No, because then you see it. what happens with Pedri, right? Played 70 games. Burnt out. So, I, I don't know. I just think it's crazy. But at the same time, you got him again. You got you got a guy that uh, you got a guy that's, what, 18 years old, 19 years old, who just signed a 18. He's 18 years old. 1.16 or a little over a billion dollar buyout clause. Yeah. But you know crazy. what it goes back to? What Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola have been advocating for over the past year. What? Expanding this expanding the substitutes to five consistently around all leagues. Why? So that they can rotate the players properly and prevent injury. I mean, yeah, that 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 no, for sure. That helps. But at the same time, you also have the ability to do that anyways. You play plenty of games, you can play. The problem is you don't want to lose. Or you don't want to all of a sudden. You want to feel the, well, you, you also got to think about this. You've got to feel like if you're if you're Liverpool or Man City, who are people buying tickets to come see? Mosala, right. Sadio Mane, those kind of guys. No one wants to see uh, the the third goalkeeper from. Nobody Manchester wants to, nobody wants to see Harry Wilson. <laughs> what's a what's a yeah? What is the goalkeeper's name? Uh, Scott something. 
Uh, from uh, Carson Scott. Carson Scott. No one wants to see Carson. By the way, it's coming to see Carson Scott, right? Because like Zach, like or Ederson had to take like a plane in the middle of the night just to get back. And Stefan's coming back from World Cup qualifiers, so being able to expand the bench and rotate guys, let them get forty-five minutes of sleep on the bench, and then put them in. But just being able to have more choices to pick players, sure, it benefits the better teams since they have better players. But I think it also helps with the injury, too, where you have yeah. clubs working together to bring in their players because Brazil played a World Cup qualifier at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. They did put late. They had, like, 10 o'clock start, 10 a.m. start. Yeah, like, four teams start. chartered a plane to get their players back yeah. to possibly be picked the next day. It's tough. Yeah. But, I mean, good for Ansu for... They asked him, it was funny, I watched, I watched an interview, they asked him if he felt like there was any pressure with the fact that he took number 10 from, you know, the 10 jersey. And he quickly kind of avoided the, the question because it was voted on by the captains of the team. Like the captains of the team voted to, to give him the 10 jersey. Who's the best player on the team? Yeah. Uh, Coutinho. <laughs> They've been well, trying to get rid of him since they bought well, him. The, well, the problem is the best player of the team doesn't play, so... I mean, too. when he when he sits there, man, the guy, this kid looks shorter every time he sits on the bench. Dude, he's, he dude. sinks deeper into that seat. Dude needs to just grab the water bottles. and Maybe he should still PK's jersey one day and just walk out. <laughs> it's going to be a little big on him. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it's all right. But come on, Ricky, we're, we're pulling for you, buddy. You got it. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Golden Boy Award. We talked about this last year. Uh, the a couple of weeks ago, the list came out for the 40, it's the 40, um, 40 man shortlist of the golden boy award, which is given out to players that are under the age of 21 playing in Europe. Um, you know, some of the previous winners include Wayne Rooney, Messi, Aguero, Mbappe. And of course the big winner from last year, which nobody contested was Erling Haaland. Um, so looking at this, but list, he's aged out. He's aged out. He's no longer allowed to win it. Uh, looking at this, looking at this list, though, from a, from an American standpoint, uh, Gio Reyna's on the list. Yeah, uh, Gio Reyna is going to be able to do this for the next four years. So he'll be he'll be set for a little bit. Uh, but you know, some of the other, some of the other standouts that we've talked about before on the podcast, Bukayo Saka is on the list. Um, Nuno Mendes from PSG is on the list. Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal is on the list. Uh, Iliax Mariba is on the list from Leipzig who recently, recently left Barcelona. Pedri's on the list and Pedri's on both lists, but Pedri's on the, um, Belon de Or, yes, he's he's in there for both. Uh, Mason Greenwood from Manchester United, um, Eric Garcia from Barcelona, uh, Gavi. Yes, Gavi's on there, right? Is he Gavi? Well, they just shortened it to twenty names. When they shortened it to twenty names, did I miss um, that? Where where am I missing it? October twenty first at two thirty CEST time. I'm not sure. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. So it just got shortened to 20. Uh, Kamavinga's on this list from Real Madrid. Jude Bellingham from uh, Dortmund's on the list. Uh, Maldini from Milan's on the list, even though they're 
getting waxed. Uh, Jamal Musala from Bayern's on the list. But, yeah, you kind of hit everybody else we've talked about. Rodrigo from Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bukayo Saga. Eduardo Camavinga's on the list. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, good list. Got shortened down to 20, so we will and see. Gio Reyna, and Gio Reyna's still on the list, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know Gio Reyna's making it to the finals. But I don't, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's made that big of an impact. He's made an impact. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, realistically, the the winner's Pedri, right? It should be right. I mean, the 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 reality is is that the the winner is Pedri. It should be Pedri, but we don't know. I mean, who else would you really give it to? Mason Greenwood, possibly. Bukayo Saka? Possibly. I, I mean, that's really the only the the only really two. I mean, Rodrigo maybe, but I, I do genuinely think that it's gotta be Pedri. To me, it's between it's, Pedri and, and Bukayo Saka. I throw Mason Greenwood in there, man. But yeah, I would say Pedri, absolutely, but I mean also know. I would throw Eduardo Camavinga in there just because he was the youngest player in France history to score a goal. Um but I don't think he's gonna win. But but yeah, so uh let's 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 go, let's go, you know, let's let's see what happens. Um and then the Ballon d'Or announced its list. Pedri obviously in there, Mo Salah, Raheem Sterling. Um from an Argentinian standpoint, Lataro Martinez is on there from Inter, and so is uh Lionel Messi, of course. Um, this was gonna be probably one of the most contested uh blondiors i think in a while right there's some names up there that's like whoa but but realistically right so who won it last year um uh well, the winner last year was messi right messi won won the trophy last year uh actually no it wasn't awarded that's right it wasn't awarded because of covid so the last was one was that- the last one was uh, was 2019, and that was Messi. Uh, the year before was Luka Modric, and then after that, you know, since for the previous Messi years, Ronaldo, Messi Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Messi Ronaldo, yeah, Messi Ronaldo. This year, I think there's probably there's probably enough argument to say that Messi might not win it. I mean, Holland. I mean, Messi might win it from an Argentinian perspective because of what he's done with the national team. Um, Ronaldo, I don't think has much of an argument this year. No, I would say Lewandowski has more of an argument. Like, I mean, Lewandowski is always a top. Yeah, that that you got Mo Salah. I think I think Mohamed Salah has been absolutely Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez as as well. Uh, I mean, you can give it to Gianluigi Donnarumma, considering you know they won the they won the. I think they need a. I think they need a separate award for keepers. Uh, I don't think it's it just fair. because they're never I, going to, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got to be like. I don't even know how a keeper wins this, honestly, because Messi scores fifty goals. You may have saved. You may have only let in ten goals the entire year, but who we're going to pick? That, that's the way. That's the way you pick. If you're one of those goalkeepers and either Ronaldo or Messi have scored on you this year, you there's automatically disqualifies you from being able to. Absolutely. Well, Donnarumma, <laughs> Donnarumma doesn't have that problem, does he? He does not. He does not. 
But yeah, I think it's the keepers need a separate award. I think it becomes difficult for them. Like, I mean, there's sure there's some names on here. Like, is Donnarumma better than Modric? Absolutely. Is Donnarumma better than Mason Mount? Absolutely. So I mean, Donnarumma win it over like a Phil Foden? Absolutely. But I think it just becomes difficult. I think between Lewandowski to me, Lukaku, um, Mo Salah. I don't the think Bruyne. the Bruyne. I don't think you're gonna get the Neymar, the, the Mbappe this year. I I don't think this no. year this year's not for that. Uh, Benzema, you know, he's big Benz. He's, he's coming. He's coming clutch. So it'll definitely be interesting to see if uh, what happens with that. Um, I'm I'm very curious. I'm very int- intrigued to see what happens. All right. Well, let's move over to Pillar. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Um, okay. Don't forget about the women's 2021 Ballon d'Or. We have an oh. American who's being nominated, Sam Mewis from the North Carolina Courage, has uh, made the short list. Uh, yeah, let's go through the nominees. Yeah, yeah, let's go through the nominees. Uh, so yeah, Sam Mewis is is on the list. Um, some of the some of the other ones that that stand out, uh, Hermoso from Barcelona. Uh, she's she stands out on that list. Kristen Sinclair, Christine Sinclair, man, still balling at like 39. Yeah, Jesse Fleming from Chelsea. Um, obviously, I think I, I, I partially, I part, I potentially think that the um, it'll potentially go to uh, to Vivian Midema, uh, because. She just scores goals at will. She is she is the the Holland is the men equivalent of Midema. Midema. Um. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, I think you you have Jesse Fleming on there. Uh, Mertens is on there from Chelsea as well. A lot of Chelsea players and a lot of Barcelona players. Um. Obviously, you have Wendy Renard, who is the the defender. Center back from France that plays a Lyon. Um, Black Stanius is on there as well. Uh, Sam Kerr is on there, uh, but I think I think it'll probably go down to I, I would say Minima or or potentially um, uh, uh, Mertens. I think that would be the my two my two picks for that one. Um, all right. Uh, player of the match. Player of the match. Player of the match. My player of the match goes to Romelu Lukaku again. Uh, but this time, not for scoring goals. Uh, this time, it's because uh, the Champions League uh, in the rosters that the teams announced, they have to put in um, they have to put in uh, the languages spoken by each player. Oh, I saw that. And Romelu Lukaku. Uh, eight languages he speaks. He speaks French. He speaks German. He speaks English. He speaks Spanish. Speaks Portuguese. Speaks Dutch. Speaks Flemish, and speaks Italian. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? Just right off the bat. No, and I think there's somebody. I, I think uh, Ross Barkley only speaks one language. Yeah, English. Yeah, there's a lot of those. That that only speak one language. Uh, well, yeah. 
So, hey, it's okay. That happens, you know. Sometimes you, I mean, Christian Pulisic only speaks English. He doesn't speak German. According to, uh, a, oh no, sorry, he does. Sorry, I'm. I was looking at the wrong player. Um, he speaks German. Uh, sorry, uh, Mason Mount only speaks English. They do have a player who only speaks Spanish, though, even though he plays at Chelsea. Who's uh, that? Niguez, Saul Niguez Esclapes. Oh, Saul? Saul, yeah, because Saul just came in, though, right? Yeah, he, didn't have to, he hasn't had any time to learn English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, with a close second, I would say, uh, a, well, and by close second, I mean five. He still, still speaks five languages is uh Mateo Kovacic. Yeah, but how many languages are the national language of his country? From Croatia? Yeah. I mean, he speaks Croatian. And what but you got prob- But you got to remember, Kovacic played at Real Madrid and Juventus. And Juventus? No, not Juventus, Inter. Inter, sorry. Whoops. And I guess and I guess he speaks German as well. Can I tell you like in Croatia, you got to speak like three languages. I guess in Belgium, dude, you got to speak eight. <laughs> you do. Yeah. A lot of countries around you. Well, I think, and, and this is the interesting part. I think, um, I think the, I think Roberto Martinez speaks to the Belgian players in English. Because they all speak English. It's just part of I it. I mean, it, it's a good weapon to have, you know, because if you're playing the USA, it's like, all right, we're going to switch, we're going to switch it up on you guys. Yeah. Switch it up on you, MLS guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's your player of the match, then? My player of the match goes to Gerard PK. Uh, one, because he's scoring goals for this Barcelona team that needs goals scored and, and three points as much as possible. For some reason, if the ball goes out wide and it gets crossed in, Gerard is making the run from center back into the box to head the ball into the goal. It's the most it's craziest thing I've ever seen where the center back becomes the nine. Plays as the four slash the nine. <laughs> so the four slash getting the forward, nine. scoring goals. And the other reason why I give it to Gerard PK. So Gerard PK purchased a club this this offseason, FC Andorra. Mm-hmm. He is trying to buy a Barcelona player who Barcelona, well, Barcelona is trying to get rid of Alex, Alex Collado. They're trying to get rid of him. So PK is trying to buy him. For he's a, he's a midfielder. He's center mid, right? Yeah. It's kind of being iced out right now. So PK is trying to buy him hey, for his own club. He might be able to buy him TT. He might, might be able to buy Ricky Pooch. You don't want to buy him TT. No. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, the fact I, that he I, didn't slash his wages to keep messy and people hate him now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, go go, Gerard Piquet. Um, well, so let's on this day in history. Uh, so kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy one. So October twenty second. Uh, this was two thousand and oh no, I just lost it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, I believe it's two thousand and eight. Uh, but I will I will get it back real quick. Uh, Mario Balotelli. Right, so we're, we're talking about Mario Balotelli. Uh, Mario what you, Balotelli. What do you know about Mario Balotelli? Dude, Sorry, 2011. Dude. 2011. 
It depends on what, which one of the 75 teams that he was playing for. So uh, October 22nd, Mario Balotelli was playing at City. Playing, oh, jeez. So, Still had the Mohawk. Yeah, so Mario Balotelli decides that he's going to celebrate Guy Fawkes Day. You know, with the with the mask and the mustache. Now, Guy Fox Day is is celebrated on November fifth in the in the UK. There's a movie called V for Vendetta. Remember, remember the fifth of November, right? Also, okay. happens to be, also, also happens to be my birthday. Um, but but yeah, so they they celebrate Guy Fox Night. So. Balotelli decides to celebrate it two weeks early for whatever reason. <laughs> but, but that's not necessarily the issue. The issue is the fact that him and his friends are celebrating this and they decide to light fireworks in his bathroom. Uh, so, um, and it happened in the early morning hours of the game they were supposed to be playing at Manchester United. So uh, 400,000 pounds of a fine. Uh, and then a couple hours later, he goes in to play uh, against United and City won that game uh, 6-1. <laughs> so I guess the fireworks. Set off more fireworks. <laughs> so set off more fireworks because apparently Super Mario is able to. That guy, it. man. I remember the first time ever watching him when he when he. Uh... Did he take a PK against the LA Galaxy or he tried to score like a backhill goal against the yeah. LA Galaxy and missed and just got subbed off right after? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh yeah, so that's uh that's on this day in history. Mario Balotelli uh setting off fireworks in his bathroom. All right, fair play of the week. My fair play of the week this week goes to PSG for one very specific reason. For somehow not deciding to fire uh Mauro Icardi from the team. Uh, after the absolute uh, disaster that was his personal life. Uh, so he decided, so apparently, uh, rumor is, is that him, and do you know the history of Mario Riccardi? No, not, I'm not, no. No, okay, so Mario Riccardi used to play at Inter. Yeah, yeah. When he was at Inter, he had an Argentinian teammate named Maxi Lopez. Maxi Lopez was married to this other Argentine with to another to an Argentinian lady person woman. Uh, somehow Maxi Lopez and his wife split up, and who was there to come in as a in shining armor? But Mario Cardi. Uh, so for a long time, the it was believed that Mario Cardi did not play on the Argentinian national team because of what was supposed to have happened. Uh, between Maxi Lopez's ex-wife, or at the time wife, and Mark Riccardi. So, he's got a little bit of a history. Uh, so, apparently, Mark Riccardi uh, decided to strike up a conversation with another person over Instagram or text messages or whatever. His wife found out, decided to leave him. So, he was mentally not in the right place. So, he decides to not train and just skips practices, uh, didn't play last weekend, didn't play this week. Um, so he threatened to leave PSG. 
No, his wife is also his um his uh, agent, by the way. So she's controlling all the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she apparently decides to take him back. So because of his uh, gesture of uh, his loving gesture, which was he unfollowed every single person on his on his Instagram except for her. So if you go to Mari Cardi's Instagram right now, he has one person that he's following, and it's his wife. Uh, so yeah, so my favorite play of the week goes to PSG for not firing him. Uh, even though I felt like it might have been uh, just cause because you're letting your personal life affect your your ability to do your job. Um, on you're things that lying. you can control. I am not lying, sir. <laughs> so seven point four million followers. Follow back. Following one person. You don't even follow Messi back, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's my favorite play of the week. Who's your favorite play of the week? My favorite play of the week, I sent this to you yesterday. Troy Deeney, man, that is some impressive stuff to, uh, I guess, get into an altercation. Not really sure who's in trouble. Go to jail. Work out. To just work out. Can't really run. Just lift and come back husky. Comes back to training with Watford after they got a new manager with an afro. <laughs> like this big husky dude. And the guy's like, well, we'll, we'll try you out. But you're like six or seven string striker. Comes back, earns his place for Watford. Gets his starting position back. Loses all of his jail weight. And then still plays while he's on house arrest. <laughs> so he had issues playing games. He had to get special exemptions to play games at night. Because he had to be in the house by seven o'clock. Well, so anytime seven, they have a nine o'clock kickoff, he's already breaking curfew. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, you know, at the during the check-in, during the referee check-in, tapping tapping shin guards, and this guy's got his ankle monitor. He's, he's got, got his got ankle bracelet. <laughs> the referees are just like, you know what? We're just not going to ask questions. <laughs> just part of his shin guard. <laughs> just part. Got the get, got the ankle guard. <laughs> But yeah, for being able to somehow play on house arrest, you know, he said he was on seven to seven curfew, playing games at nine o'clock, having to travel separately. So it's my fair play of the week. Good, good for good for good for Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney, uh, uh, who now plays for Birmingham City. Nice. Okay. All right. Uh, Facebook.com slash Delaware Union on Instagram at Delaware Union Soccer and on Twitter at the Union Soccer. Make sure you go out and vote for your favorite goal or save of the week this week. Once again, congratulations to Scott Slack and Ava Rosario for the save and the goal of the week. Uh, your prizes will be coming to you uh, this week. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>